Hey, everybody, and welcome back to this week's episode of the JRPG Report. This is episode 244, and my name is Dalton Suter. I hope you all have had a good last two weeks. I'm sorry there was no episode last week. There's been a bit of a, a bit of a dry well, you know, but uh, fortunately, I was able to put together stuff to at least put out a, a decent little episode for you guys this week, and um, I, I want to go ahead and say uh, I was planning to do a Sunday special for tomorrow um later today with some of the uh lovely people from the discord uh which if you'd like to join the discord that is a perk of uh supporting the show on patreon just chip in a buck a month at patreon.com slash the jrpg report and you can join the discord and come chat with us all about jrpgs anytime your heart desires or whatever else we also like to talk about food food's always good anyways enough of the uh the shameless promotion um but my place of work got robbed today at gunpoint, so uh, that kind of threw a wrench into things, but uh, I'm still going to get this episode out for you guys, but the Sunday special might just have to be postponed, and I do apologize about that. But enough of that nonsense and all the other stuff that I've been going through that has made these past couple weeks ridiculous. Uh, let's jump right into the news, because surely none of you care about any of that so up first, I found this one very interesting because I just got the first game on Steam. NIS America has announced that Rhapsody Marvel Kingdom Chronicles for PlayStation 5, Switch, and PC, which includes both Rhapsody 2, Ballad of the Little Princess, and Rhapsody 3, Memories of Marvel Kingdom. It will launch this summer with English and Japanese audio and English-only text. The PC versions will only be available individually, of course. But there will be a limited edition, which will also be available for $89.99, which includes a copy of the Deluxe Edition Memories and Melody hard book, or hardcover art book, Ballad of the Little Princess 2-disc original soundtrack, Memories of Marl Kingdom 2-disc original soundtrack, set of three Royal Crescendo art cards, Overture of Adventure acrylic display, Generations of Song acrylic display, The Show Must Go On cloth poster, and a collector's box. Wow. See, that actually sounds like a good amount of stuff for your money. Pre-orders are available now via the NIS America online store. And here's a little overview of these games for you. Experience the harmonious combination of story and song in Rhapsody Marl Kingdom Chronicles, the continuation of Rhapsody, a musical adventure. That's the game I just got. Told through two captivating RPGs. As these titles make their way to the West for the first time, they bring with them improved storybook visuals, enchanting music, and lovable characters, both old and new. Following in the footsteps of her, her mother, Cornette, young Karuru sets out on a journey to find her own prince in Rhapsody 2, Ballad of the Little Princess, complete with more songs, a new turn-based battle system, and a story both new yet familiar. This title is ready to make your heart sing. In Rhapsody 3, Memories of Marl Kingdom, a series of charming chapters concludes the stories of Rhapsody and its characters. Experience the events that occur before, during, and after the previous Rhapsody titles, including a heartfelt conclusion about Cornette's mother, Cherie. The revamped and refined battle system shines with combined character attacks and the addition of a 3D camera. So this is the uh, first time that Rhapsody 2 and 3 make their Western appearance. This is their debut. The We only ever got the first game. And it was funny because on Steam, I, I read this article and then I was going and looking through steam reviews for the first game one of the top reviews was like please bring us the prequel and the sequel and i commented and i was like boy do i have some good news for you because that com that comment was from like three years ago <laughs> or not three years ago but as soon as the game re they released the first one so i guess it was last year but yeah so keep your eye out for that it seems like a charming series you know i'm gonna give the first one a try and see what i think of it i might even uh, do a little let's play of it over on the patreon we'll uh, we'll have to see 
And IS America also uh, will release Disguise 7 Vows of the Virtualists for PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Switch, and PC via Steam this fall in the West, the companies have announced. It will support English and Japanese audio with English and French text options. The Deluxe Edition will include a copy of the game, digital soundtrack, and digital art book. A limited edition will also be available for $158.99, which includes a copy of the Deluxe Edition, The Art of War hardcover art book, Songs of Honor, two-disc original soundtracks, Steelbook, Mini Biobu art display, Netherworld Warriors You Know Me teacup, and a collector's box. Pre-orders are available now on NIS America online store. Disguise 7, Vows of the Virtualists, First launched for PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, and Switch on January 26th in Japan. <clears throat> and here's an overview of that one. If you are interested, the demonic realm of Hinamoto is changing and the days of the noble warriors are numbered. Caught up in the commotion, the lazy samurai Fuji and Bushido fangirl Piralika find unlikely enemies, or excuse me, unlikely allies in each other as they fight against the tyrannical regime while discovering the meaning of honor and redemption. Embark on an epic strategy RPG adventure stuffed to the brim with new features including jumbification, hell mode, item reincarnation, new and improved auto battle, and online ranked battles. You can even customize your own team with a robust roster of over 40 character classes. Disgaea 7 Vows of the Virtualist is bigger and better than ever. So keep your eyes and ears peeled for that. Um, moving on, this one is not a JRPG, but it is JRPG adjacent. And I thought some of you might appreciate it. Square Enix and Future Lab have announced a free Final Fantasy VII DLC for Power Wash Simulator. The official name of the DLC is the Midgar Special Pack, and there is no release date as of yet. But in the Midgar Special Pack, you will be able to use your power washing skills to clean up familiar Final Fantasy VII locales, enemies, and objects. So far, we know that you can hose down 7th Heaven, Hardy Daytona, and Guard Scorpion. 7th Heaven is the name of Tifa's bar as well as the Avalanche HQ. The Hardy Daytona is Cloud's motorcycle, and the Guard Scorpion is the very first boss that Cloud encounters in the number one reactor. In Power Wash Simulator, the goal of the game is to clean up grimy environments and objects with your trusty power washer. That's pretty much the whole point of the game if you're playing it solo, but there's also a multiplayer function where you can team up with your buddies. Despite its simplicity, many streamers have played it on stream as a background to Zatsudan or as an excuse to draw inappropriate images. <laughs> Um, the Final Fantasy VII Midgar Special Pack will be a free DLC for Power Wash Simulator. However, there is no concrete release date as of yet. But if you would like to try this when it does come out, Power Wash Simulator is readily available for PS4, PS5, Xbox Series X, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and Windows PC. So the Twitter account for Penny Blood has uploaded a short video introducing the game's atmosphere and main protagonist, Matthew. The stills of the trailer originally appeared during the Kickstarter campaign for Penny Blood. The trailer does not have any voices, and it is possible that the final game will feature no voice acting. This is because Penny Blood did not reach that milestone on Kickstarter. So if you want to check out this little trailer, it's real short. It's like 30 seconds long, and it's just a dude walking in a very eerie-looking place, but it's cool. Um, you can go to at Penny Blood Game on Twitter, and do, and you'll find it. Um, it's fairly short, at just a little over half a minute. The Penny Blood video is set in 1920s New York, and protagonist Matthew walks up to an asylum that will serve as the first level for the game. He steps on a strange flesh-like mass on the way. Though Penny Blood is from the creators of Shadow Hearts, the two games will only have a tangential or tangential relation. Penny Blood will take place in the 1920s because no Shadow Hearts game happened during that era. As well, Malice which is a major concept in Shadow Hearts, will, will play a part in Penny Blood. The writing in Penny Blood will also share the same combination of gothic horror and comedy that Shadow Hearts had. 
Penny Blood is in development and will come out for PS5, Xbox Series X, and Windows PC in spring 2025. It may come out on the Nintendo Switch as well. And <clears throat> sticking in that vein for a second, Studio Wild Rose and Wild Bunch Production updated the Penny Blood and Armed Fantasia Kickstarter with details about the development process. You can read the entire development diary post on their Kickstarter, but while Fan- uh, Armed Fantasia appears to be chugging along, it's difficult to tell how far Penny Blood is in its development life. In January 2023, Wild Bunch Productions started showing off the first playable build of Arm Fantasia to publishers. It also fixed the battle screen so there is a more active and dynamic system instead of both enemies and allies standing in rows. There was also a more, or there was also be more camera movement in battle. It also added a new dungeon, a new town, a white box field for the prologue, and new side characters. As for Penny Blood, Matsuzo Machida got influenza he thought it was COVID 19 but it wasn't he also gave a brief history lesson about influenza uh and uh composer yoshitaka hirota studied 1920s music genres as part of that he learned the charleston while the development diary for penny blood does not give much actual information on the project the twitter account for the game updated the day prior with the video of matthew that we just spoke of penny blood and arm fantasia are both in development for ps5 xbox series x and windows pc penny blood will come out sometime in spring 2025 and uh, more information on updates will appear on the Penny Blood and Arm Fantasia Kickstarter page. Backers should also receive emails for every update. So this is just something I thought was pretty interesting. Um, to commemorate the establishment of January 31st as the official Final Fantasy VII Day by the Japanese Anniversary Association, Square Enix released a series of Spotify playlists with original music from Final Fantasy VII associated with emblematic characters from the franchise. Each one of the characters' playlists includes between 8 to 10 songs from the original Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy VII Remake, jazz albums, and acoustic arrangements, among others. These tracks include songs closely associated to the characters the playlists are named after, and include such classics as One Winged Angel and Sephiroth's playlist, or Those Who Fight and Cloud's playlist. The playlists only include characters that have made an appearance in Final Fantasy VII Remake so far, which leaves fan favorites Vincent Valentine and Sid Highwind, or I guess it'd be Valentine, Valentine, whatever, and Sid Highwind out of the songs for the time being. To celebrate his first iteration of Final Fantasy VII Day, Square Enix and Future Lab also announced the Power Wash Simulator demo that we talked about, or DLC, I mean. And Final Fantasy VII Remake is immediately available for PS4, PS5, and PC. Yoshinori Katase, the director and producer of Final Fantasy VII Remake, recently talked about the content they have planned for the remake series after 2023. So EA and Koi Tecmo have released a new gameplay trailer for Wild Hearts, uh, introducing the Golden Tempest Kimono alongside some Karakuri that can be used to defeat it. If you'd like to check this trailer out, it is up on the Wild Hearts YouTube. Uh, EA Originals and Koi Tecmo today unveiled a new gameplay trailer for their upcoming AAA monster hunting game, Wild Hearts, giving players a closer look at one of the game's most ferocious kimono, the Golden Tempest, in action. The extended gameplay footage shows showcases a team of hunters battling the Golden Tempest, a giant nature-infused tiger that wields golden wind to protect its territory. As it roars, leaps, and whips its tail around the hunting ground, the hunters can use the game's innovative Karakuri crafting technology to adapt their battle plan and attack strategies to successfully defend Azuma. Watch the new Wild Hearts gameplay footage captured on the PS5 and get an in-depth look at how it will use the power of nature against you and your fellow hunters, as well as possible attacks and weapons you might use to defeat it. Master ancient tech to hunt down giant beasts, Wild Hearts is a unique twist on the hunting genre where technology gives you a fighting chance against fearsome beasts infused with ferocious power of nature itself. 
take on these creatures alone or hunt with friends in seamless co-op. Wild Hearts launches in retail and digital storefronts February 17th, 2023 for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and X, and PC via the EA app, Steam, and Epic Game Store for $69.99. So it just seems like another uh, Monster Hunter style game, but it seems it looks cool. They're not particularly my style of games, but I do appreciate them for what they are because they're beautiful. <coughs> so going back to some Square Enix news, Tatsuya Nomura mentioned in a recent Square Enix broadcast that Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin, the spin-off action RPG title co-developed by Koei Tecmo, could get a sequel depending on the popularity of the game. Nomura shared these words in a presentation that showcased the new story and gameplay elements introduced in the third and final DLC for the game, Different Future. Near the end of the broadcast, Nomura looked back at the negative reception the game had when it was initially released, especially online. However, he was pleased to hear that, over time, the game developed a big fan base that genuinely loved Jack and Company's adventure. Nomura also said that he would personally love to work again with the game's co-director, Nobumichi Kumabe, from Koi Tecmo. Nomura left some closing words to fans that are looking forward to a sequel of Stranger of Paradise, saying that the best way to help would be spreading the word about the game to other people. Here's a direct quote from the broadcast that Nomura said at around... The uh, 1 hour, 25 minutes, and 45 seconds mark. If it proves that the title has really resonated with everyone, there may be a time when we meet again. Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origins is available on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and PC. Different Future, the third and last DLC, was released on January 27th, 2023. So Sting has announced that it will release Yggdra Union for PC on February 6th, 2023. 15 years after the game launched on the PlayStation Portable and 17 years since its original launch on the Game Boy Advance, uh, formerly titled Yggdra Union Will Never Fight Alone, the game will arrive on PC via Steam's Early Access program. The game's Steam store page is already live. Yggdra Union is part of Sting's uh, Department Heaven series, which includes titles like Riviera, The Promised Land, and Nights into the Nightmare. Or Nights in the Nightmare. Yggdra Union on PC is the first time that the players outside of Japan will be able to play the game on a current platform since the PSP. Sting ported the game to iOS and Android in 2019 and then Switch in 2020. However, those ports were never localized for overseas release. The PS, uh, the PC edition will support English, Japanese, traditional Chinese, and Korean language options, and English and Japanese voice dubs will also be included. As for why the game is an early access program, an FAQ states that Yggdra Union on PC itself is essentially complete. Players who buy it will be able to play through the story to its end and experience all other content. Sting is classifying the game as early access because bug fixes and feature imp improvements are still in progress, and the team wants live feedback to help the process along. Sting intends for the game to remain in early access for three to five months after its release and suggests that it may increase the price once the full release is set. The PC edition itself will have a number of additional features, and these include rewind function for undoing actions, auto-saving, save anywhere, a conversation log, a hint log to let players know where certain items can be found, battle speed adjustments, a special unit called Flunky that can participate in battle under certain conditions, sound testing, bilingual Japanese-English dub options, easy mode with infinite item uses, equipment removal, optional unbreakable equipment toggles, compatibility with mouse and keyboard controls in addition to modern gamepad support. Sting even plans to add tricks or cheats to the ported edition. These could be activated by certain button combinations, a function to make Milanor look like Cruz, enemies and allies do no critical damage, a way to max out the skill gauge at the start of the battle, and reverse formation types between male and female. Adria Union launches on PC via Steam Early Access February 6th, 2023. The game can be found on PSP and Game Boy Advance, and in Japan, it is available on mobile devices and the Nintendo Switch as well. And during this weekend's Grand Blue Fantasy Fest livestream, Games revealed a new trailer for Grand Blue 
Fantasy Relink. The footage shows off clips from the RPG's main story mode, as well as combat featuring several of the game's previously revealed characters, along with a newly revealed Narimea. There is still no release date for this RPG other than 2023. Games additionally revealed that the game will have an assist mode option, or excuse me, assist mode options for those who want to experience the story but are unfamiliar with action RPGs. It'll be a mode for beginners and casual gamers who want to focus on the story, perform combos automatically with a single button, auto-heal, auto-guard, and auto-dash, automatically unleash Skybound Arts, skill, and link attacks when conditions are met, and assisted map navigation. Grand Blue Fantasy Relink has been in development for several years. Historically, information on the game has only come sparingly once a year around Grand Blue Fantasy Fest in December. In 2018, we received our first lengthy look at the gameplay, though the footage has since been removed from Psy Games Channel and Wake of Platinum Games removal from the project. In 2019, we received a trailer and footage featuring Lancelot, Vayne, Percival, and Siegfried. In 2020, we received 20 minutes of Mega Fleet battle footage, and in 2021, we received platform confirmation of PS5, PS4, and PC, along with details about the RPG's two game modes. The game was given a 2022 release window at the time, but was later delayed to 2023. So yeah, keep your eyes peeled for that. That is hopefully going to be coming out sometime this year. So a bit of a problem plaguing the world of Monster Hunter. A Monster Hunter Rise, quote, no saved data exist issue. Exists issue is plaguing PS4 and PS5 owners. Capcom announced it is aware of the issue, and as such, it is currently working on a PS4, PS5 patch for Monster Hunter Rise, as expected to launch on February 3rd, 2023. In the announcement, Capcom explained what is going on. It it all has to do with the data irregularity. When one comes up, it will cause the PS4, PS5, Monster Hunter Rise, no save data exists error. The patch will fix this issue. While this update will arrive, well, if you're hearing this, hopefully it's already come out. This tomorrow at the time of writing this. Uh, some of the larger Monster Hunter Rise editions won't appear for a while. Capcom, for example, established that the Sunbreak expansion won't come out or won't come to PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X versions until spring 2023. Monster Hunter Rise is available for PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak is out on the Switch and PC. Uh, the patch to fix Monster Hunter Rise No Save Data Exists issue should arrive on the PS4 and PS5 on February 3rd, 2023. So like I said, hopefully that's already out there and done for you. Wuxia? 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 Man, I wish I could know how to pronounce that. Pronounce that. W-U-X-I-A. Wuxia. Uh, Wuxia-styled pixel art RPG Wandering Sword is getting a Steam Next Fest demo on February 6th. Spiral Up Games in the Swordsman Studio have announced a Steam Next Fest demo for Wandering Sword will launch on Steam February 6th. Um, Wandering Sword was previously released, or excuse me, previously revealed in May 2022, showcasing a pixel art style similar to Square Enix's HD 2D games. It looks to have a battle system reminiscent of Live Alive, or Live Alive, I don't know. Um, Though we'll have to check out the demo for ourselves to see how it compares. The demo will be available until February 28th. Developers at Swordman Studio have been working hard for the past two years to present a grand Chinese martial arts RPG represented in beautiful 3D pixel art rendering. They are finally ready to unveil its first demo. As a young pugilist, gamers traverse across ancient China to escape enemies. They will meet new acquaintances and forge new friendships, and they will go on quests to help the weak and resolve misunderstandings while strengthening their skills as a martial artist to eventually leave their mark on China's wuxia history. CEO of Spiral Up Games, Aldrich Chang, says, Wandering Sword is the shining example of the kind of high-quality indie game Spiral Up wants to represent 
and put on the world stage as a game publisher. It showcases ancient locations, rich history, acts of heroism, and cool martial arts. We love it, and we are sure that fans of RPGs will love it too. So yeah, keep your eyes peeled for that. February 6th, check out that demo on Steam. Now, this is the part of the show where I'm going to clarify that I've basically covered most of the JRPG stuff that I've got. The next three articles that I have are about Final Fantasy XIV, but it's very much about some drama that's been going on in that game. So if that's not your thing, I love you, and I will I will talk to you next time on the JRPG report. You guys are the best. But if you want to hear some interesting stuff that's been going on, stick around for these last few articles. So this was the first one that came out that I saw. There may be a winner in the race to be the first in the world to officially clear Final Fantasy XIV's The Omega Protocol Ultimate Raid. Raiding group Neverland claimed a clear group around 2.23 a.m. Eastern on February 1st, 2023, according to a tweet from the group member Zeppe Monado. If recognized, this would make Neverland's the official Final Fantasy XIV Omega Protocol World First clear. For its part, Community Sites FF Log appears to have verified the clear as well, with the log stating that it took Neverland more than 1,000 attempts to beat the Mammoth six-phase encounter. The race to surmount the challenge has been mired in controversy, which is what we're going to get into. Uh, after Team Unnamed claimed the Omega Protocol first world victory on January 31st, 2023, evidence emerged that members had used third-party tools and hacks during the fight. Square Enix stripped the members of the unnamed titles and achievements from the, that, uh, from the clear and ordered them to discard the weapon rewards. Producer and director Naoki Yoshida also issued a statement further condemning the use of such tools. Neverland itself is, no, is not a stranger to controversy in the various races for the Final Fantasy XIV World First. Neverland was the first team to clear the previous Ultimate Raid, the Dragon's Song Reprise, back in May 2022. However, streams from the completion showed Neverland using third-party tools, such as one to automate callouts. At the time, the Final Fantasy XIV team congratulated Neverland and recognized its achievement, but Yoshida publicly spoke out against the use of third-party tools afterward. Via a post on the Lodestone community site, Yoshida stated that the use of all third-party tools is banned and that the team would prioritize investigation of uses of tools to make content easier to complete, modify the UI, or allow packet spoofing techniques. As of press time, Square Enix has not yet officially acknowledged Neverland's as the official uh, Final Fantasy XIV Omega Protocol first world clear. Now, moving on from that, let's take a step into the next one. Square Enix seems to have taken action against members of Team Unnamed, a team of Final Fantasy XIV Omega World First Raiders. According to a tweet posted by member Haruka Setsuna, Square Enix is invalidating the achievement for members of the team and removing associated titles, gear, and items collected with the initial win. The tweet from Haruka Setsuna consists of an apology to the members of the Final Fantasy XIV community and their friends who supported them. They also reported that they received a punishment in-game, posting screenshots of a chat exchange with a Final Fantasy XIV game master named GX. The exchange showed the GM stating that Square Enix confirmed that Haruka Setsuna was involved with a captured video from the Omega Protocol Ultimate that included cheating. Although the player themselves did not directly commit the concerned act, the cheats used worked to their advantage, causing them to profit from cheating. The GM stated that since the player did not commit fraudulent activity, an account warning would not be issued. However, the achievements and title obtained from clearing the Omega Protocol Ultimate would be removed from their character. They were also instructed to manually discard the weapon and receive, or receive from the clear immediately. <clears throat> since the debut of Final Fantasy XIV's The Omega Protocol Ultimate Raid in January 20, on January 23rd, 2023, organized teams of players have been racing to be the first to complete the current top-level challenge in the game. 
team unnamed in Final Fantasy XIV were the first to report a clear on January 31st, 2023 uh, in Japan time. But evidence emerged that members of the team had used third-party tools to gain a hack or an advantage. And then Yoshida put out the statement, which we will get to here in just a second, reiterating the rules against third-party tools in the game. He also said that if Square Enix found that the Final Fantasy XIV Omega World First Raider was found using such methods, that the team would not be recognized by, with defeat officially. <clears throat> so I just wanted to end this off with, this was the message from Yoshida that he put out about this, and I quote, <clears throat> It is extremely disappointing for me personally to see this commotion surrounding third-party tools once again in the wake of what's happened with Dragon Song's reprise ultimate. As the individual who is entrusted with full supervision over Final Fantasy XIV, it is my responsibility to enact countermeasures and police the use of these tools, as well as educate people to not use these types of third-party tools. This is especially unfortunate when I, as a gamer, am cheering on everyone who is learning this content by trial and error and putting the effort to clear. Although unofficial... I am, of course, apprised of the first team to clear in the world first race. And we have shown our support for everyone in the community uh, by sharing information on the first clears once multiple clear teams came forth. And exact clear times have been confirmed. However, as announced in a previous statement, I plan to refrain from doing so for the time being. We hear the community voice that an official raid race should be supported and regulations should be decided upon. This is a topic which needs to be discussed internally. So please allow me to keep this as an item for future consideration. The, quote, ultimate raid series is the most difficult battle content within Final Fantasy XIV, and we release this content after testing that it can be cleared without the use of any third-party tools. However, if the presumption is that this content will be tackled and cleared with the use of third-party tools, then any reason to develop high-difficulty battle content seems to be lost. It's very difficult for me to understand as a gamer what the meaning behind using numerous third-party tools to complete a clear or to complete to clear first would be, uh, I think there's a little transition issue there. I want to apologize specifically to the many of you who are continuing towards clearing this content without the use of third-party tools, consistently streaming your progress, and continuing the trial and error process. However, please know that the development and operations team take notice of all your passion. Please be sure to take proper care of yourselves as you continue to tackle the Mega Raid protocol. If the illicit use of third-party tools is made clear through our investigations i at the very least will not recognize that team as the true world first <clears throat> final fantasy 14 is available for ps4 ps5 and pc and the omega raid protocol ultimate appeared in patch 6.31 well that's just a bunch of drama isn't it my goodness on that note Everyone, I do appreciate you listening. Um, let's get into some house cleaning. If you'd like to check us out over on Facebook, it is facebook.com slash the JRPG report. You want to find us over on Twitter where I am much more active at JRPG report. Uh, like I mentioned at the beginning, if you'd like to support the show, it would mean the world to me, especially with hours getting cut at work and, uh, you know, just uh, finding the time to be able to put aside time to do this show when I do have time off. Uh, you know, it just it really helps out a lot. Uh, Patreon.com slash JRPG report. Uh, you can get your name read on each and every episode like one of these wonderful people, Jake W., Jordan K., Kularian, and Master Luke. And also, if you would like to hear more of me, I do a bi-weekly pod PC gaming podcast uh, called The Steam Machine Podcast, where me, Nate, and Willie play through our massive backlog, and our next episode is going to be on Sonic Generations. So if that is something that jumps out to you, eh, come give us a listen. And this has been episode 244. My name is Dalton Suter. I really appreciate each and every single one of you for listening whenever the show comes out. I apologize it hasn't been weekly recently. It's just, you know, the news well has been a bit dry. But other than that, we hope to be back next week with you all 
and do me a super duper uber uber solid. Get back out there and level up.